This is Indianapolis coach, Reggie Wayne, and you're listening to the For the Culture podcast. This is the For the Culture podcast. I'm your host, Luke Diamond. And with the 149th pick in the fifth round of the 2020 NFL Draft, the Indianapolis Colts select Danny Pinter, offensive line, Ball State. He's a 6'4", 306-pound offensive lineman, tremendous athlete, graded out very well at the combine, which is why the Colts ultimately took him in the fifth round. He's a converted tight end after playing tight end in high school and at Ball State before switching to the offensive line for his junior season in 2018. He was a redshirt senior and turns 24 this June, so he's one of the older players in the draft. And to compare him to one of the current Colts, Malik Hooker turned 24 earlier this month. So Malik Hooker, Ballard's first pick in 2017, and Danny Pinter, his fifth pick in 2020, are five weeks apart, but Hooker is going into year four, and Pinter is going into year one, plus he's already more of a developmental player, more of a project to begin with. And when you start a project, you rather start a project as young as possible. Pinter's coming in as a 24-year-old man. And also, unfortunately, coming from Ball State, we didn't have a ton of film on him, so our scouting report isn't as in-depth as we would like it to be. We're still going to go through our positives and negatives, but they're more surface-level observations because we haven't had the ability to go in-depth on Pinter like we would have liked to. And that's why this is one of those picks. You just have to trust Chris Ballard. You have to trust the Colts scouting department, one of the best in the league. Chris Ballard drafted 29 players since becoming the Colts general manager back in 2017. And all 29 guys are on active rosters right now in the National Football League, not the XFL, not the Canadian Football League. In the NFL, all 29 guys currently have a roster spot. Even players that he cut right out the gate like Zach Banner in 2017 is on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Every player he's drafted has a home, which speaks volume to the way Chris Ballard and his scouting department go through the draft process. They find guys who are built for the National Football League. So if they find him at Tarleton State, like EJ Speed, or they find him at Ohio State or Clemson or Alabama, it doesn't matter if you find him at the bottom of the barrel or the cream of the crop. When Chris Ballard has you on his big board, you are NFL material. And this kid isn't a good athlete. He's a great athlete when it comes to the offensive line. He grades out historically amongst offensive linemen at the combine. And Ballard said after the draft today, quote, I love Danny Pinter. For like 30 minutes, we were trying to move up to get him, end quote. So the Colts really like this kid. So we could talk about our negatives. They're surface-level takes. We talk about his age at 24. We talk about the fact that he transitioned from a tight end to an offensive lineman, which is great athletically, but experience-wise, for a team that doesn't have a lot of depth right now in the offensive line, now we have an inexperienced kid coming in who we took in the fifth round. The only offensive lineman we took in this draft who's only played on the O-line for two seasons at Ball State and didn't play the greatest competition because he was at a MAC conference school. So we weren't able to go in-depth on this kid the way we would have liked to, but it's one of those picks you just have to trust Chris Ballard and the Colts scouting department because when they started with 2,500 names in the fall, Danny Pinter was not only on that list, but then he's on the final 170 when they cut it down to 170 going into Thursday night to start the 2020 draft. And then today he was on their board at the top of their board. They wanted to trade up for about a half hour to go get him. And then they ended up drafting him at 149. So he was one of the top 150 players in Chris Ballard's opinion in this draft, drafting him 149th overall. So we're going to get into the positives and negatives now. Again, surface level stuff. Unfortunately, we weren't able to go as in-depth into this player as we would have liked. 
So he was not high on our list, but it doesn't matter. He was high on Chris Ballard's list, and it's just one of those picks where you have to trust Chris Ballard and you have to trust his track record as general manager of the Indianapolis Colts. So as far as the positives go, very athletic, ran a 4-9-1 at the combine, had one of the greatest combine performances from an offensive lineman of all time. He was very productive at Ball State in his limited time at right tackle. He has very good footwork, which comes from being a tight end, nimble on his feet. First team All-MAC Conference this past season in 2019, starting all 12 games at right tackle. He's an extremely agile blocker, which makes sense. Again, all this comes from being a former tight end, very agile in the run game with quick reaction time. So it all kind of plays into being a tight end and transitioning to the offensive line. And the negatives stem from the same train of thought. So it seems lazy, but that's just the player we're working with here. He needs to get stronger, which makes sense. Again, going from tight end to offensive line, you're going to need to get stronger. He's only been an offensive lineman for two years, so he has to put on muscle mass. Competition level, not the greatest in the MAC conference. So now you're going to be going into the NFL against the best of the best world-class athletes. So competition level is going to be a hurdle for him. How does he adjust to playing in the NFL? He did play against Notre Dame. He did play against Indiana in the Big Ten. But you're not playing that SEC schedule or that Big Ten schedule on a week-in, week-out basis. So competition, not the greatest in the MAC and experience. It all boils down to experience. He's only been an offensive lineman since 2018. He's already 24 years old, so sometimes it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks, but you gotta trust Chris Ballard. The Colts obviously love this guy. Chris Ballard quoted it after the draft. I love Danny Pinter, so he loves this pick. The Colts almost traded up to get him. I'm glad they didn't have to trade up to get him, and he fell into their lap there at 149. And Danny Pinter, the first offensive lineman the Colts take in this draft. We're recording this after the draft, so unfortunately we know they don't take another offensive lineman in this draft. So we'll see what they do with undrafted free agents and free agency post-draft with veterans available to be signed after the draft. We'll see what the Colts do because right now we still do need to add to the depth of our offensive line heading into 2020. Our starting five offensive linemen, phenomenal. Costanzo, Nelson, Kelly, Glowinski, Smith. I know Glowinski takes a lot of crap, but Glowinski is the weakest link of an extremely talented offensive line. Glowinski on certain off, like you go back to the 2012, 13, 14 offensive lines in Indianapolis, we're probably buying Glowinski jerseys, putting them in the Pro Bowl because those offensive lines were so bad. He sticks out like a sore thumb right now because he's playing on such a talented offensive line. You have Anthony Costanzo, who, in my opinion, got snubbed the last couple of years from the Pro Bowl team. Last year, he had an All-Pro season. Quinn Nelson, back-to-back first-team All-Pro. Ryan Kelly's one of the most athletic centers in the NFL. He was a pro bowler in 2019. He probably got snubbed of an all-pro. Then you have Glowinski, and then you have Smith, who's a promising young right tackle who could probably play guard or tackle if you needed him to. So he's the weakest link on an extremely talented offensive line where he sticks out. But if you stuck him on the 2012 Colts offensive line, we would love him. We would think he's the second-best offensive lineman on that team. And maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I'm trying to drive home the point that this offensive line's 10 times better, 100 times better, 1,000 times better than the 2012 offensive line. So a weak link on this offensive line wouldn't have been considered a weak link on the 2012 offensive line because it was just so incredibly bad. Glowinski could be upgraded at some point. We might look to upgrade or maybe Pinter down the line is an upgrade, even though he played right tackle at Ball State 
and now I guess we'd have to convert him to a guard unless he eventually becomes a starting right tackle and then we move Smith inside the guard because he played guard at Auburn. I don't know what we're going to do down the line, but right now we just need depth. Glowinski is fine to start for another season. We need depth on the offensive line because God forbid somebody goes down, we don't have the depth that we had even last year with Josh Andrews and Joe Haig. We didn't need to exercise the depth last year because we were very lucky that we stayed healthy. And knock on wood, we stay healthy again this season. But it's a lot to ask for all five starters on the offensive line to play all 16 games in back-to-back -back seasons. We were lucky last season, all five starters started all 16 games. But to get that level of durability out of all five guys two years in a row... You're dancing with the devil if you roll the dice there going into a season with no depth. So the Colts offensive line definitely needs more depth. We do need to find a way to add that now post-draft. Unfortunately, we were only able to add one offensive lineman in the 2020 draft in Danny Pinter. And we'll have more player profiles to come right here on the For the Culture Podcast.